Wednesday night. The Bayside Report. It's not Michael Jackson. It's not Mark Ronson. It's not fucking Stevie Wonder. It's it's royalty free, but it'll do. It's 8.24 p.m. East Coast, 5.24 p.m. West Coast. You're leaving CrossFit class. You're Wednesday night kickball league. And you're going to eat a cow salad for dinner. That sounds like a hell of a fucking Wednesday. I know I pronounced kale wrong. It's kale salad, not cow. You might be golfing tonight. You might be smoking cigars on the back deck. Or you might just be pounding Miller Lite with your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your fathers, your aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, and fucking children. I don't know. But I hope you're having a good night wherever you may be. No guests again, but we're fine. You know, you ask people to come on and they're busy. I get it. But that doesn't mean the show fucking stops. Just because there's no guests here and you see that. We show up every fucking week. The mission is to never fucking quit. We do this every week. Rain, snow, sleet, wildfire, smoke, whatever the fucking issue is. The Bayside Report will still be here to give you guys the updates that you need. And just speaking of updates... We're right back in to our fucking news update. It's the news update. Is it distractions or news updates? We don't know because on Saturday, this past Saturday, while I was in Miami, and we'll get to that, the Wagner Wagner staged a coup. It just so happened to happen the week that there was a $6 billion accounting error at the Pentagon. Wagner staged a coup. They attempt to pull the, the coup off. It fails. It fails. They get... They didn't have enough support. Apparently, they didn't have support. They sent the main dude to Belarus in exile. And Putin, he said he's not going to punish them, but then he started punishing people. I don't know. The submarine remains. They found the submarine. I I thought the body was blown up. I thought the body was blown up. Because it's an implosion. It's hot as fuck. It's the temperature of the surface suns. But the sun, the surface of the sun. But apparently, they found body remains they found they i saw a video they just whipped the fucking hollow of the, the submersible up like it wasn't on the surface of the sun temperature joe biden he said putin and the iraq war are not going well so apparently russia is not fighting ukraine they are fighting iraq according to our government wildfire alert wildfire alert wildfire alert another wildfire alert smoke smoke It's smoky up north, I hear. My parents, everyone in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is telling me that the wildfire smoke is just out of control. So Canada, get your shit in order. And there's a volcano in Italy that might explode soon. That is your news update. Who's the sponsor? Who's the sponsor? Who's the sponsor? It's Michelob Ultra. That's a quick sponsor. I didn't write a sponsor in tonight. Michelob Ultra. Why don't you sponsor the podcast? All right, everyone. Welcome to the Bayside Report. I'm your host, Garrett Bellich. Miami recap. That's what I have for you tonight. And I really think that's about it. It's been a busy week. I'm doing Spanish twice a week now. So I had it yesterday. I have it tomorrow on top of work. But we're going to go back to the once a week rotation next week. So yeah, Miami was a great time. It was a short time. I tried flying out Thursday night. I think it was an 8.30 flight, but it got canceled. So I'll get to that story right now. So head to the airport around 6 o'clock. And Tampa is a pretty easy airport to get through, except if you're going to economy parking. It's like parking in 
fucking Kenya and walking to South Africa. It is a fucking journey. So that's what I did because it's just the cheapest option. You could park there for five or six days for about $35. Better than Ubering round trip and spending 50 or 60. So I get there. I get to the economy parking. Then you fucking walk across the the moving ramps. You take the moving ramps down to the to the main terminal. And then you get up an elevator. And then you get on another fucking train. And that train takes you to the terminal. And... You get there, you get on another fucking train, and in that whole process, there was a fucking dude pushing someone in a wheelchair, and I get it. I guess there's an urgency. If you're in a wheelchair, you're fucking, your flight must be taking off in five minutes because every single person, or maybe they have to meet a quota, maybe the wheelchair people have to meet a quota, but every single wheelchair person was rushing the fucking gate, need for speed style, trying to get to the fucking train. So this fucking... Dude cuts me off. I'm in Tampa. They have a, another gate to get on another train to go to your terminal. So that's where I was. You scan the ticket and the gate opens. This guy with a wheelchair, fucking, if you're on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. Vroom's right in and just cuts me off and, and goes. And then he can't figure out the gate scanning system. Gertrude in the fucking wheelchair didn't have her ticket ready to scan. It's a fiasco. I'm starting to, you know, airports are already my anger management trigger. And this, we're already off to a bad start. So I'm just throwing my fucking hands up. The attendant's yelling at me saying that I'm like, ma'am, I just got cut off and the guy doesn't know how to use a scanner. So eventually he gets through, we get through. And then what do you know? We get to the security checkpoint. And again, another wheelchair need for speed wheelchair guy. The, I'd love to see the flight. When was the flight taking off? If the flight was taking off in 10, five or 10 minutes, I understand there's a mad dash to the gate. But if they are boarding in an hour, a half hour, whatever, you have to, come on, be courteous. I understand you're in a wheelchair. I get it. Maybe I'm a little insensitive here, but come on, just stand in line. You're not going to get much further. It's like the flow of traffic. If you're going to cut someone off on a two-lane highway with a bunch of red lights, you're just going to keep catching up to the people that you cut off. So it's fucking pointless. But anyways, we get to the Terminal E, and I've never been to Terminal E in Tampa. This was the most ass terminal. I feel like they took us all the way to fucking Orlando. They didn't even, we weren't even in Tampa at this point. They took us to another fucking city. And there's nothing in the terminal. It's cram packed. They have the Delta Sky Lounge, a Colombian restaurant, a sandwich place, and that's it. Where are you going to get a breakfast sandwich in the morning? Huh? What if you need a breakfast sandwich before your flight? What, you're just going to eat a plate of Colombian chicken and rice at 5 a.m.? No Starbucks, nothing. This terminal was a mess. Now, I know they are renovating it, and they plan on it. Then TSA. TSA was also a disaster. That's the thing with Tampa Airport. You take all the trains before you even go before, before you even go into, before you even go into security, you take all the trains. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of backwards. Usually, it's security first, then trains. But in Tampa, it's trains, then security. So then I get cornered in. They're, they're trying to push the bins around that you put the fucking computers in. And the TSA guy didn't see me, and I'm trying to step up to get in line to put my stuff on the conveyor belt, and he has a huge stack of bins, and he pushes the bins in the corner, and I'm standing in a corner with bins. I can't move. And at this point, I'm irate. That was after two wheelchair cutoffs. Now I'm fucking cornered, but luckily the people behind me were cool. They, they pushed the bins out, and they fucking freed me from the corner. All of this, people, all of this just to go through a flight cancellation. So I get through the security it's about it's about 7:30 at this point and they were already delaying the flight 15 30 minutes you know 
slowly pushing it back. The second I got through that fucking security gate, put my bag on my back, went in the bathroom, used the bathroom, checked the flight while I'm using the bathroom, canceled. Canceled. So what do you know? I go home, and at this point, like I said, it's about 8 o'clock. So I go home, I check the, oh, I, I went to Chipotle on the way home. I had the most ass Chipotle in my life. The chicken was like the fucking burnt chicken that I make on the stovetop. It was horrible. It was the worst Chipotle ever. And, and now I, I still leave the one-star reviews, but I think Chipotle had enough of my antics. Because usually if you leave the one-star reviews, Chipotle throws you a bone. They throw you a free meal, but they don't do that anymore. For me, it's just the one-star review and they, they don't even say sorry anymore. I'm definitely blacklisted by the Chipotle review system. Anywho, I go home after eating the garbage Chipotle and I just looked. The, they were going to make up the flight at 8 a.m. tomorrow, but I didn't take off work. And I work 7 to 4 and I can work remote. I, I was working remote. So my little plan of working in the hotel all day Friday got foiled because now I have to fly out Friday. So the flight they were going to put us on was at like 8.15. That's no bueno. I start work at 7. You know, I need to be set up. I need to be... I need to be available from 7 a.m. and I can catch a quick break from like 9 to 10 but you know you still have to be available so I see there's a 640 flight from Tampa to Miami the first of the day and it's there's no fucking seats left there's maybe six or seven and I see the back row the only seat that was an aisle seat open was the back row row 33 I snagged that bitch I'm taking it I'm getting the hell out because it's at six the flight's at 640 so that means you're going to land in Miami like 740. So my goal was to work in the airport before and get shit done and make it look like, hey, I'm online early. So it'll go, I'll go to plan. So, you know, you go, go back to economy parking, take a fucking train, take an elevator, take another fucking train, another elevator. Uh, no one, no wheelchair cutoffs this time. It was tremendous. So, you know, I got to the gate. I worked. It was great. Got on the plane. Now, here's where, where shit got a little rowdy. Full plane, full flight, like I said, full of animals. The, the Miami flights are usually animalistic. The people on there are not fully human. They usually have about 5 to 10% of maybe cougar or lion or some other fucking species are in their blood. You're on a flight with animals. Any flight to Miami, just understand that. So I'm getting on the plane, and there's this burly dude in my seat i'm like all right excuse me sir i think that's me and he just slid over to the middle and this guy i'm sorry guys i'm not not trying to be rude or anything but it's the facts are the fucking facts he was fucking huge he was about the size of this office chair that i'm sitting in right now so he was spilling into my seat i'm sitting i'm sitting in the aisle seat like this just trying to you know get through my shit and it's American Airlines, by the way. I should, I should mention that. We're on an American Airlines flight. So I'm in the back row there. You know, I'm like, fuck it. Even if I wanted to work, the Wi-Fi was $12 for a 40-minute flight. Are you out of your mind? So it was all good. I was like, eh, you know, I'll land at 740, pick, right, pick back up where I fucking left off. So the flight attendants are obviously staged in the back of the plane in the front. But the back room is like their hangout, the kitchen, you know, where they get their supplies, where they sit and, and uh, buckle in in the jump seat. So I'm sitting there and, you know, there I really wasn't listening a whole lot. I was just kind of, you know, and then I just started tuning in a little bit. 
because I never really heard flight attendants swear a lot. Like you never hear a flight attendant swear on a plane, but they were having back and forth banner, you know, saying words like ass and shit. I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But then the one flight attendant just kept harping on the fact that they were a new flight attendant. Like, oh yeah, I've been here three months. I've been here three months. I've been here three months. I've been here. I've heard that about seven times in seven minutes that they had been there for three months. So now I'm like, ah, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. They got these, they got, just got these people off the street because the airlines are having a hiring crisis. It's not good. The airlines are not in a good situation right now with staffing. You know, it's shortages everywhere. So I'm like, damn it, this is, I'm already getting the soul plane vibe. I already had the soul plane vibe from this American Airlines flight. So, you know, next thing you know, there's this lady trying to put her bag up top. And the, the role of a flight attendant is to help whoever the fuck needs help on the plane. So this lady's just trying to jam the fucking bag up. She can't get the bag in the fucking thing. And the flight attendants are in the back going, look at, look at her. It's trying to get that shit up there. That shit ain't going to fit up there. I'm like, what? Did I really just hear that right? Did a flight attendant really just say that? Like we're on the fucking playground you know, joking with one another. Did a flight attendant really say, look at that lady trying to put that shit up there with a swear word from a flight attendant? I mean, American Airlines, I'm not, and I'm not here trying to tattletale on any flight attendants. Obviously, they're not going to, who the fuck's going to identify them from this, but we got to do better. My sister went through the flight academy school, the flight attendant training, and she got canned because she ate a fucking cupcake. Did these people get through that with better standards? I don't know. I don't know, but that was just the start. So there's a guy in the wrong seat and it caused a whole confusion. This guy was pissed off because it was an aisle seat and the only the guy who was sitting in the aisle seat should have been in the middle seat. So he's freaking out. He's like, dude, what the fuck? You're in my seat. And he played the I don't speak English card, but I was creeping on his Facebook over his shoulder and his Facebook was in English. The phone was in English too, but he had some things in Spanish, but he definitely could understand English, but he played stupid and he was taking these selfies, like just bare face selfies, sent it to some chick. So, you know, I got, I got to see that experience, the over the shoulder phone creep on planes. That's actually, that's pretty, I'm, I'm so fucking nosy. I'll be honest. When someone has a phone out on a plane, I'm looking at it. And that I know most of the time, if it's someone sitting next to you, they're going to see you looking at your phone and be like, what the fuck? I don't care. You could look at mine. I'm looking at your shit. You know, it's just common courtesy. We're going to, we're going to be phone peeking at each other. So he was, he was going, you know, hands up in the air. So he didn't move. He kept his seat. The flight attendants are, you know, joking around in the back. The ones on his phone, literally on his phone the whole flight. And I kept peeking back and the whole flight just like he's sitting at a, this is me at a bus stop waiting for a bus playing on my phone. That's what the flight attendant was doing in his jump seat in the back of the plane. This white, this girl came through this little sweet white girl. And she's like, oh, I have to throw up, I have to throw up, I have to throw up. And they're like, are you drunk? Are you drunk right now? And she's like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not. No, I just got to throw up. I'm telling you, this shit was, this was a chaotic flight. I couldn't do a two hour flight of this. I feel like every flight I've taken is at least two hours or three hours. 
thank the Lord it was about 45 minutes. So other than that, it was a little, you know, it was a little rocky to start for the flight, but we got there and we're getting off the plane and I don't give a single fuck. I really don't give a single fuck about anything, but you know, I went, I was like, eh, I'll fuck around and talk to the flight attendants back there. And the guy was still on his phone in front of me, but he finally, he hurried up and put his phone away. I'm like, man, American Airlines do better, do better American Airlines. That's my father's company. Used to be used to be classy. U.S. Airways was still kind of a little bit of the Walmart airline back in the day, but was way better. Was way better. And then the pirate game. So long, you know, let's fast forward a little bit. We get to Miami. I have my half moon empanada in Miami International Airport. If you're looking for the best fucking empanada that I've ever had, it's half moon empanada in the Miami International Airport. I'm sure there's better, but that's still a fucking solid empanada, especially if you're on the move. And you're just stopping by real quick. But the pirate game. So we get there. I work from the work from the hotel. That hotel's right next to the airport, Blue Lagoon. Pretty pretty nice hotel. You know, I was very impressed. Being a hotel airport, very nice ho- uh, pool, hot tub, all the bells and whistles, gym, bar, restaurant, Cuban nights, everything you want. Yeah, the hotel bar was really fun too. I just just thought about that. You know, you met a lot of beautiful people from all different walks of life, enjoying the Miami airport scene. Anyways, the pirate game. The pirate game was at Lone Depot Park against the Marlins in Little Havana, Miami. Now, I heard a lot of shit talking on the stadium that it was, you know, it's a brand. It's pretty new. It's about 13 years old, 11 years old. And I heard that it's, uh, you know, the gra- they had grass issues and it's just a bad environment. But I'll be honest, it was one of the, I've only been to four stadiums, but I think I don't want to put it over PNC just based on the view of PNC, but it's definitely the second best stadium I've been to over Coors Field and Tropicana Field. So that's saying a whole lot, but it was a great stadium. They had the roof closed. There's a club. There's a fucking nightclub in left field. And my seats, I bought the seats in left field, front row, front row, left field. And amazing. It was very, uh, you know, the every seemed like every seat in that stadium was a good seat. But the whole, you know, the whole game, you start boom, 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 boom. You know, that EDM bass, Fisher's playing downstairs while the game's going on. And it's weird because, like, the rest of the, you know, during a pitch, the rest of the fucking stadium's quiet. But you just hear boom, boom, boom. Just hear that bass going, you know. And here's the thing about the club. You'd think being in a stadium, it's a ripoff. They had deals, though. They had a, it was buy two shots. Or was it? No, it's buy one shot, get two, you know hell of a deal for a stadium. And they, they kept saying, oh, we're going to end the deal in the seventh inning. Oh, we're going to end the deal in the eighth inning. They kept running the deal. They kept honey dicking you to just get you to buy the deal. Because I was like, once they said the eighth inning, I was like, we got to get the deal. We got to get the buy one shot, get two. You know, that's something you really don't see in a stadium. And they were big shots. You know, they were big shots. So, hey, shout out to Lone Depot Park and the Marlins. And the Pirates were down pretty much the whole game, I think until about the eighth inning, they tied it up or even the ninth inning. I think it took until then to tie it up, but they came back and got the win and it was a great night at the ballpark. It's kind of what I would hope for, for Tampa and their new stadium. Now, maybe it's not going to be as big as Lone Depot park. It's a huge stadium. Like it's fucking big. I don't, you know, the, the Rays aren't going to have anything big like that, but they need some, they need something like it something similar. And it was the, the fan base, like I said, it's Miami sports. Usually fan base down there is not quite as strong, but it was a very good, uh, 
solid turnout. And they do close the upper deck too, just like Tropicana, but it's Florida baseball, people. You're not gonna be you're not gonna get a Red Sox or Yankees crowd down here. You're just not. There's there's just other shit going on. There's other things to do. But still, very impressed. Very impressed with the Miami Marlins Stadium. I will be back. And then Saturday, it was such a fucking quick trip. And I'm such a fucking grandpa. I went to bed at like midnight on Friday. You know, I didn't do the, was going to try and stay up and go to space or 11. But I tuckered the fuck out. I had three hours of sleep the night before I worked the whole day. So I woke up early, went down to downtown, the Brickle, and just walked around. And I was impressed. It's huge, huge fucking city. Just endless. I've never, you know, I've been to LA, never been to New York. But I think my, other than LA, I think Miami was one of the biggest cities I've, I've actually been in and walked around and been like, holy fuck. You know, Pittsburgh is small. Tampa is small. Uh, Denver was big. Yeah, Denver's pretty big. Phoenix was big. But to actually walk around and just see it for yourself. And that's the beauty of uh, traveling now as an adult. It's weird. You know, you usually go on vacation with your parents as a kid. But when you really get to be an adult, go fucking... It's cool. There's no, you know, you just go see whatever the hell you want when you feel like it. And there was a lot of, you know, boats, boats floating down the Miami River. I saw Kiki on the river, the the spot where Drake hangs out at. There was, uh, you know, all these beautiful women getting on this boat with this one, one dude. I assume it was a fucking massive boat in front of American Social. It was definitely not a Tampa vibe, you know. It was definitely... A different ball game down there but it was great could I live in Miami I think I could and now that I'm taking Spanish classes I'm getting better at Spanish and the Ubers the Ubers were such a good help um, my conversational is a lot better than I than I thought I'm good at reading good at understanding the words it's just speaking you know speaking I think is the hardest part or at least trying to you know understand and you're still in that translating phase where you're you know you're trying to match the word to the English word but some words, some words are on autopilot. And that, I guess that's the goal of learning an, a language. You just want to be on full autopilot with all the words like it is for your primary. But the Ubers were good practice. So, so good. And they, they love that. They love when you try. And even a lady in the airport I talked to, you know, we made small, small talk in Spanish. And I told her I was trying to learn. And she goes, well, I'm trying to learn English. You know, so I feel like it's such a good switch off say say you're a motivated english speech speaker trying to learn spanish especially in florida just find find someone who's from another country here that is just as motivated to learn english and i think that's the best way to learn honestly in my opinion but we did that brickle downtown just kind of sightseeing down there no real i didn't really even get to party down there and then i went to calle ocho eighth street in little havana Kind of like if you're familiar with Tampa, it's kind of like an Ebor, but it was 10 million times better, 10 million times more cleaner, 10 million times just all around. So much fucking better than than the Ebor scene. It was just that real authentic Cuban. They have the Domino Park where all the you know all the Cubans go in and play dice and cards and whatever. Seeing that was you know you you really feel like Miami really does not quite feel like America all the way around. It kind of has you know you you feel like you're somewhere in the middle of Cuba and America, but certain parts do feel, feel like straight up, not America, which I love. I love that Tampa here. You pretty much, you're getting the same shit everywhere. So and Miami's just so big. It's sprawling. There's so much to see. We, we ended up in a cheesecake factory in Coral, Coral Gables, then the night Saturday, 
Just didn't really, we were like, ah, we don't know where the fuck to go. Let's just go here and get a drink and call it. Because, you know, I had a 5 a.m. flight back to Tampa Sunday. Quick trip. But I will be back. I will be back to the greats. Fuck. We're going to send you out here with some, intro, with some outro music after this ad. But I will be back to the great state of Miami here, or the great city of Miami here soon. Because how could you pass up an $80 round trip ticket? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this rendition of the Bayside Report, your favorite new podcast on the market. Listen, everyone, we're grinding this motherfucker, you know? Like I said, it's hard to get guests, especially at this early phase, you know? We're just here grinding it out. This is my passion, a hobby, something that I'm working towards. So I'm going to keep doing it. And for those that are loyal and that have been on this journey from the beginning, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Because you never know where something might go. So if you're in that same position, you want to try something new, you don't know where to go, just fucking try it. Do you th- did you think I knew when I was sitting in my bedroom in September of 2022? No, I didn't know everybody. I had no fucking idea. And I'm not saying I, I'm, a, I'm re- looking for a Spotify deal next year or anything. I'm nowhere even sniffing that fucking atmosphere. But I have a, you know, I post on YouTube that has some traction. And we're going to keep going to the next level, everyone. Damn, I didn't think that this was going to turn into a motivational speech. But here we are. Thank you for listening to the Bayside Report tonight. You guys are the best. Be nice to people. Help three people tomorrow. Help someone cross the street, buy someone a McDonald's cheeseburger, or give someone a cold fucking washcloth outside if they're sweating so bad because of the fucking summer heat. I don't know. Do something for someone tomorrow, or do something for three people if you're feeling extra nice. Thank you for listening to the Bay Sad Reports. We are out of here. Thank you.